Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Small Business Download. I'm Taylor Sunderhouse with TJSIT. And here with me, my co-host, Alex Spears with T-Mobile. Hey, Alex, how are you today? Doing great, doing great. Happy to be here. Looking forward to what we're going to be talking about today. Oh, yes. So, Alex, I'm a small business, right? Or at least I want to start a business. And obviously, when you start, you're small, right? As far as technology goes, I'm having a hard time figuring out what the heck I need. I mean, do I, do I need a budget of like $800,000 to go buy servers and networking gear and all this stuff? How, how do I figure all this out? Well, the great thing is, is uh, in the past, yeah, it was expensive to get started up. And it was so hard. It was unimaginable. You needed help. You needed somebody. You needed to pay somebody to do it for you. Now, with all the technology advancements that we have, it's simple, inexpensive, and easy. You just have to know what the right questions are, what you're looking for. And that's what we're going to be here to help you out doing. Okay, so first, um, you, you have to figure out what, what are you doing? What's your business? Are, are you, is your business more like in an office, right? Or are you going to be out and about all the time, you know? What, what what do you do in your business to make money? Um, so Alex, uh, let's um, let, let's pick a business for example. Let's pretend I want I'm starting a landscaping business, okay? And I and I'm trying to figure out what I need uh, for my landscaping business, other than maybe a, some shovels, uh, a wheelbarrow, and a truck. <laughs> I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to figure out what I need for technology. Definitely. So, I mean, in my business and I, I work in the mobile industry, you got to figure out where you're doing your business. Are you wanting to just focus on the road? I'm, I don't have an, a main office. I'm maybe working out of my house. So what technology do you need out in the, out in the field? Uh, so landscaping is going to be in the field, obviously. So your safety wise, you're going to want some type of communication, something at minimum to be able to make phone calls right? Uh, so in case, in case something happens. So you're going to want your customers to be able to call you, you know, what number do they call you on? Now, some people use their existing cell phone number, you know, they pay for a cell phone anyway. They're like, well, what the heck? Save myself some money out of the gate. I'll just use my current cell phone number. Um, there are other options out there, apps you can download on your smartphone and provide you a number. Uh, you know, we, we talk about free stuff, Taylor. If you don't want to use your personal phone number, simple and easy, you can obviously use Google Voice. Google Voice, yep. That's free. Now, do especially, you want to become more professional? A, yeah, especially if you have a Gmail account. You use your Gmail email or make up a Gmail email address and then create a Google voice using that same Gmail account. There's your business email account and there's your business phone number. And where I talk about that's your simple, but Hey, we're starting out. We're, we're grassroots. Let, let's save money and focus our money where we need it. You grow the business a little bit. Let's become a little bit professional. You talk about Gmail, Taylor, how can, how can we be a little bit more professional with email? So when you're ready to take the, 
next step and you're ready to uh, step it up, okay, you would consult with myself or an IT professional like me and we would see if uh, we can find a .com for your business. Typically, this .com is the name of your business.com. But depending on what the name of your business is, it might not be available. So the first step is we'd want to find a .com to suit you. Then I would help you set up an email account that uses that .com. So it can be your name at yourcompany.com or uh, whatever uh, .com you choose to use. Some people uh, don't use their company name as their .com. Some people use more of a slogan as their .com. Um, uh, for example, uh, Blake Maislin uses want more. Well, that's not his business name. It's a slogan, but it's a .com he uses to receive email with. So, you know, that, that's stepping up. And, you know, even if you step it up to that level, it is, um, it is still very inexpensive. You're talking $12 a month or less, plus Uncle Sam. And is that for the email address or is that for everything with the email? So for, for the email, so there's two parts to this. There's the cost of the domain. Good question, Alex. There's a, there's a cost for the domain and then there's a cost for your, your mailbox or your service, okay? The cost for the domain ranges anywhere between $12 and $30 and that's per year, okay? So when we find you a .com, you'll pay anywhere from $12 to $30 to obtain that .com, okay? Um, you have to pay yearly registration on a .com. You can pay as many years in advance as you want, but the minimum requirement is only one year. So if you just want to pay it year by year, you can do that. If you want to dish it out and pay for five years, you can do that too. Now, once that's established, uh, well, let me backtrack even more. There's several places where you can purchase a .com. Several places out there on the web, okay? Um, prices vary depending on who you go with. I would consult an IT professional or consult a family member who is knowledgeable in IT before making this transaction to ensure you're getting what you're what you're actually looking to get or what you're, intended, what you're intending to purchase. Um, it's very easy to get confused. It's also very easy to make a mistake. I know one of the mistakes I've made before when registering a .com is I fat fingered the name. So I registered the .com, but the name of the company was spelled wrong in the address. Well, you can't go backwards. So essentially, you know, I just lost that $12 to that $30. And I now have to register another domain with the correct spelling. So it's little things like that that are easy to miss. Um, some websites are more complicated than others to purchase a domain with. So, so what you're saying is spell check before you hit buy. Spell check before you hit buy. Make sure everything's spelled right. And also be sure you clearly understand how to purchase it 
and that you're purchasing the right thing. Tons of these websites will sell you a whole bunch of add-ons that they will automatically tack on to your bill that in most cases you don't need. So like I said, when you make this transaction, be sure you consult an IT professional such as myself or you, uh, or you have somebody knowledgeable in the subject uh, alongside you while you're going through this process. Perfect. So the next thing that I, I look at is we, we talk email. Are you, how many employees do you have? When we look at how many employees do we have, what type of benefits do you want to offer them? Yes. So, so, so real quick, before we move on, uh, when, when you get to email service, okay, email service is a per employee cost or per user cost. And that cost is billed to you on a monthly or yearly basis. So if you only have one email account, you know, you're looking between 12 and six, between 12 and $6. You have two accounts, you're looking between 12 and $24. So, you know, when you think about employees and hiring people and benefits and what you're wanting to offer your employees, a mailbox, a legit mailbox, you know, person's name at company.com. There's a per month cost to that. So that's something to keep in mind when you're, when you're thinking about uh, benefits and, and various other things. And along with that, and what are some of the options for email server? I know we got like Microsoft Gmail suites, that type of stuff. Um, what's, the, what's your entry level and what's your supreme level? So the reason why I would say between 12 and $6 uh, typically, it's around $6 for the entry level. That's strictly just an email box. There's nothing else to it. Strictly just an email box. Uh, no add-ons, no nothing. A mailbox. And uh, let's assume for a second you don't have Microsoft Office. You would access that mailbox by going to a website and logging in and you would send and receive emails off of a website. You know, if you do have Microsoft Office by chance on a computer, uh, you can connect it with Outlook or a mail client of your choosing. There's thousands of mail clients out there. I'm not gonna go into the full list of them, but there are both paid and free mail clients. But if you're trying to be, you know, trying to stick to a budget, and you access this mailbox on multiple computers, I would just recommend use the web version. Get used to it. Most of the time they're not very hard to use. You can pull it up on any computer because it's just a website and you log into it. You know, then as you get in the upper tier, you start getting things like, uh, you know, Google Drive storage or, or OneDrive storage. You know, as, and, you, and as you start moving further up, if you're on the Microsoft side, then you start getting Teams and SharePoint. Move up on the Google side, you start getting uh, Google Voice, uh, Google Meet, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. You know, things start to get, things get tacked on. But at the same time, the price goes up with it. The more things you tack onto it, the more things... Uh, uh, the higher the cost. So, you know, honestly, if you're sticking to a budget and you're just starting out, um, start out with just email. Okay. 
it's very easy and quick to put to add on the add-ons. So you can add on the add-ons when you need them because they don't take very long to spin up or to add. Okay. It's harder to subtract because once you have that add-on or that service, you use it and then all your stuff's in there. And then all of a sudden, if you have to subtract because it's going over your budget, it's harder. So make sure you start, you settle with the lowest first and you only add the additional services as you absolutely need them. Um, don't, don't, don't go all the way up to the premium. I mean, if you can afford it and you want to, that's fine. But if you're sticking to a budget and you're trying to st stay at the bare moon's minimum, stay at that lowest tier for as long as you can. And it, it kind of goes into the idea and that this is technology as an industry is so easy to go down a rabbit hole and figuring out where you want to go. How much can you do? If you can think it, you can do it. And I know back when I was growing up, I probably still out there now, the kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. We don't, you don't need to go high end right away. Start out and allocate your money where it needs to go. Grow your business. As your business grows, you'll have more cash flow. You'll be able to invest more into your technology. That's where Taylor was just saying. The add-ons are simple to add on. It's harder to take off. Everybody deals with the bank, right? You go into the bank and you go, I need to deposit this check. And the bank goes, do you want to get a savings account? Do you want a credit card? Do you want to roll over your 401k? Do you want to put investment? Do you want a CD? The more products that you get, the harder it is for you to leave. Same with any industry. They're going to try to sell you as much as they can because it makes it harder for you to leave. It makes you harder for you to take stuff off. So that's where you got to look at. Keep it simple. Yeah, keep, keep, keep it very simple. And, you know, honestly, you know, plugging me and Alex for a second, that's what we specialize in. We want to keep it very simple for you. Um, this stuff doesn't have to be as complicated uh, as it may sound. Um, it, it, can, it, it can be very easy. You know, the other thing Alex, I'd like to point out, I, I run, this, run into this all the time with clients, is I tell them, I want to help you make the most out of the technology you already have. Because maybe you're looking for technology to do something and maybe you already have the ability to do it. You just don't know how to turn it on yet. Or you just don't know how to implement it yet. So, you know, when, when you're sticking with that budget, that bare bones minimum, okay, take full advantage of what you got before you tack on. You know, take full advantage of it. You know, you already pay for a smartphone with T-Mobile, right? It's an iPhone or an Android. Well, guess what? Just like we said earlier, Google Voice and Gmail, that's a business, e that's an email account and a phone number that you can use for your business. Both of which have free apps on your smartphone. So you can 
make calls and receive calls using those services or send email and receive email using those services. And it doesn't cost you anything extra because you're already paying for that smartphone. Exactly. And we're going to tell you, and Taylor works in the IT. I work in the mobile industry with T-Mobile. We're both going to try to sell you stuff, but we got to focus on what makes sense for you and what's going to make monetary value. Our job is to help you grow your business so that you spend more, but that you can afford to spend more. We don't want to take all your money and then you go bankrupt. Right. We, we, we want you to be a customer for us for a while. So, you know, any services we help you set up, we want it to be in your best interest. So you use, pay for, and, you know, those services are to your advantage. Um, we don't necessarily want to give you, you know, the full premium rollout and then have you call us in two months and cancel it. That doesn't benefit you and it doesn't benefit us. No. And, and along those lines, what, what we're looking at doing with this podcast and going further down the road is walking you through a technology plan, how to start, when to start, what to do, and when to grow. So, both of our main focus on that first step is not to sell you additional technology hardware, but I believe, and Taylor, you can correct me if I'm wrong, that first step should always be a business phone number and a business email. Your customers have to be able to get a hold of you. It don't matter what business you're in. Those are the two first things any business needs to establish, in my opinion. Yeah, and with the email, and if we dug deep into the email, everybody can get a Gmail account. I can go on there, and if your company, for example, we're doing a small business download, and I can change it to small business downloads with an S at gmail.com. How do you prove that that's not us? Because we're going to do it, and it's going to be Taylor at smallbusinessdownload.com. No one can steal that domain. And not many people are going to go spend the extra $15 or however much to get a new domain and open up an email server just to spoof it. But a free email at Gmail, that's simple. And that's done every day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Alex, thank you. Uh, uh, thank you for joining me. I appreciate this. I think we're going to have fun at this. I really do. Exactly. I, uh, we'll be here each week, right? Each week, uh, we record it uh, uh, every week on Wednesdays uh, at one o'clock, and, and typically uh, it's posted for you to listen to uh, um, come uh, Thursday around lunch. And if you have any questions or anything that you want us to cover, we're more than happy to it. We both work with small businesses and specialize in that, and we want to help you. Yep. All the information is at smallbusinessdownload.com including a link to subscribe to this podcast. Until next time, make some money, folks. <laughs> Thank you.